What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey. And today, I had an incredible conversation. I had the opportunity to meet our guest today at a Midwest Speakers Bureau showcase. Uh, We both speak for the Midwest Speakers Bureau. And uh, she's just, uh, she's an incredible person, a ball of energy, just a a bright light in in sometimes what feels like a, a little bit of a dark world. So um, before we get into our guest today, make sure that you please check out everything that I have going on at natebailey.org. You can also, uh, if you haven't yet, please give us a five-star rating and written review at Apple iTunes uh, podcast app so that you could uh, help me to spread this message and the incredible guests that we have on uh, to more people. But today's guest, Holly Hoffman, she actually was a contestant on the TV show Survivor, and uh, she did incredibly well. She was the last female on that season's show, and uh, she made it to the um, to the to the second to the last day to the day thirty eight of thirty nine before she got voted off. And she's got an incredible message. It was absolutely amazing and fun to connect with her. And uh, so, without further ado, you can check out more on her and find out how to connect with her through social media and everything else through her website, hollyhoffman.org. So with that, let me introduce you to the incredible and amazing Holly Hoffman. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, Championship Leadership Podcast. And we have Holly Hoffman here from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, she's got the survivor sign in the back. Um, and, And I can't wait to hear the story around that. But thank you, Holly, for being here today. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first, first question before we get into uh, yourself, your story, and kind of what you have going on is uh, the name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So what comes to mind for you? What does that mean to you when you hear Championship Leadership? You know, I think, of course, being a champion is, of course, being a winner of something. But I, I also don't think that being a champion is always getting first place mm-hmm. um, yeah. because when it comes to leadership, it's about um, unity. It's about leading. It's about integrity. 
And I actually do a leadership program where I talk about three words and those three words are model, connect, and involve. And so any kind of leader is about setting an example, modeling mm-hmm. the behavior you want to see, connecting with people and involving people. So I think a champion leader is someone that makes an impact even when they're when they're long gone, when you can think of someone that has made an impact in your life, even when they're not here anymore. And to me, that's a champion leader. And yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I always love hearing the different uh, ways that people uh, describe or define what championship leadership is to them. It's, it's always a little bit different. So I love hearing those different definitions. Well, why don't we uh, hop into you and your story and, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of, you know, you, the path that you've been on and how that's taken you to where you are today and what it is it that you're up to today. What are you, what are you, been, what are you doing? Well, I, I actually have three children, uh, five grandchildren, one on the way. So awesome. he's my second hand now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been speaking for 10 years. Uh, I'm also an author. I have two books. Didn't expect to become a speaker. I was totally shocked yeah. when it happened. Um, and I applied to be on a reality show, Survivor. Kind of, I came out of the, the show with a story, of course. And that's, mm-hmm. that's how my speaking started. Didn't expect to be on Survivor. I just kind of did it at the last minute thinking, I just want to see if these people are really going to call me back. And they did. And it was <laughs> definitely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Because yeah. I like camping. I am deathly afraid of snakes. <laughs> that, that to me is also a champion leader. When you step out of your comfort zone. Yes, yeah, absolutely. About yourself that you, you never really thought about. So that, um, that was definitely hard for me. I wanted to quit five days into this game. And really what Survivor's about is you have to survive in the middle of a jungle for 39 days. And there's a lot of scheming going on. And I had this vision in my mind that it was fake. Yeah. Did you? I got out there and I'm like, this is not fake. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of started messing with my mind a little bit. So, but I almost, then I almost ended up winning. Uh, I made it to day 38. So I always say I wasn't one day short. I was 38 days long. Yeah. But you learn a lot about yourself when everything is taken away from you. So yeah, absolutely. What's, yeah. um, so the show is, it only, I'd have, I haven't watched Survivor just a few times. Uh, uh-huh. I have some family members that are really into it, <laughs> but um, I got three little kids. I don't watch a lot of time. Uh, oh TV yeah, right I now. understand and, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so it's 39 days and you made it, you know, basically to the end, 38. Yeah, 38. That was final four, last woman in the game. But on day five, going all the way back to day five, I wanted to quit. I was crying on national television. And also, Jimmy Johnson, the former NFL football coach for the Dallas Cowboys, was on my tribe. And he convinced me to stay. He and I went over and we sat on this log. And he, you know, he told me that we, he said, we need you. If you quit, you're going to regret it. There you go. That's another champion leader right there. And that's, that was day five? Yes, day five. I was done. I was like, there's, I mean, we had slept in the pouring rain for five, for four nights. Um, Some of these people were getting under my skin. Um, You know, you wear the same clothes. You don't brush your teeth. You don't have toilet paper. Yeah. So, you know, but when Jimmy Johnson took me over and we sat on that log, your goal is to, to vote people out of this game, to get rid of people. And here he's convincing me to stay. 
Yeah. So what does that tell you about his character as well yeah, as to me, that's another champion leader. Someone that shows that kind of leadership is, is about integrity and encouraging other people. Yeah, it definitely says a lot about his character. I think it also probably says a lot about, well, like you said, who, who he is as a person, but also as, as a great leader, you can, he has this great ability to read other people and, and he knew who you were in your heart and, and uh, you know. I guess yeah. he was choosing humanity over competition in that moment, right? Uh, well, and I think he, he told us the very first day he was out there, he said, I'm not here to win a million dollars. I don't need it. And yeah. he yeah. was a big Survivor fan, just wanted, he was 67 years old when he did it. Yeah. And he made wow. it eight days. He lost 18 pounds in the 18 days. And he said it was the hard, one of the hardest things he's ever done. I bet. You know? Did he get voted off? Yeah. 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 He was very, very sick. Um, not saying that that's why he got voted off, but yeah. he was, he was definitely one of the weak links on our tribe, you know, when it yeah. came to challenges and stuff, he just, you know, but he had a heart of gold. So a lot of politics, uh, behind the scenes, is there like in, uh, or like, uh, negotiations and <laughs> scheming, scheming, <laughs> scheming. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> scheming. And that was hard for me because you know, we, you lay in the hut in the middle of the night and you have a buff, which is like a, I would pull it down over my eyes and I'd watch who was getting up in the middle of the night and so forth. And the paranoia is huge. Have you ever had maybe women more than men, but if you've ever had the feeling that someone's talking about you behind your back, yeah. I felt like that 24 hours a day. I believe it. I you like, don't know who to trust, right? I mean, yeah, trust was huge, you yeah. know? So, but I, I actually went into this game just wanting to see if I could do it. I, I wasn't even really thinking about winning until, of course, I made the final six. Yeah. Then I thought, oh, I think I can win this game. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you see any snakes? Yes, I saw three snakes. Yeah, wow. I just took off running and swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big snake person either. So either. Uh, I hate them. Only one? <laughs> Three, three snakes. Okay, three. Yeah, yeah. well, that's enough. One is yeah, enough. That was, that was three too many for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, well, maybe tell us a little bit about um, some championship leaders or coaches, mentors that have impacted your life. And what is it? Like, what are some of the characteristics that have really stood out to you about these people that, that have been? Well, I was a runner in high school. I was a three-time state champion in the 100 and the 300-meter hurdle. Oh, she's quick. Yes. I like it. <laughs> I, um, I held a, a state record in the hundred hurdles for uh, 13 years. Awesome. Yeah. So I, you know, I worked really hard. Um, I didn't start running. Well, I always kind of ran, but I didn't start competitively until I was an eighth grader. And then I made it to the state track meet as an eighth grader. I didn't place, but that kind of fired me up. Yeah. Right. So I, I worked hard. I was, you know, and I'm not saying this in a bragging way because that's not who I am, but I was a type of runner that we would do the workouts at practice and then I would stay after for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes and I would yeah. set the hurdles up in the gym or in the hallway and I would practice again and again and again. I would practice on the off season and I loved running, absolutely loved it. But um, I did have uh, my high school track coach, Mr. Randy Hermanson was a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. Um, I come from an abusive family. My dad was a, a, an abusive alcoholic and my father loved him dearly. He was just never around. You know, he was always at the bar. He had an addiction. 
So I basically turned to, to Mr. Hermerson as my father figure. And even when I got into trouble, <laughs> you know, Mr. Hermerson would take me into his office and he'd shake his finger in my face, <laughs> you know? So he yeah. was, he was like a father figure to yeah. me. He wasn't just my track coach, but he was also like a dad. And I wrote about that in, in my book about how he was a father figure. So he actually inspired me to be a champion and he inspired me to work hard. And I would have to honestly say that that is, that's why I worked hard because I, he helped me along the way. And even though I didn't see it until I was a lot older, mm-hmm. and that's usually what happens. I mean, when you're in high school, you yeah. know, you have that kind of those, that tunnel vision and it broadens as you get a little bit older, but I would have to say he was my champion leader because, uh, you know, then my senior year, I was, they picked a female and a male athlete athlete through the entire state. And I got it female high school athlete of the year. And I just, I just remember giving Mr. Hermanson a a hug and telling him that, you know, if it wasn't for you, I would not be where I am. Um, You know, because I, I didn't have a lot of ground rules growing up. My mom was working three jobs. My dad was never around. They divorced when I was in the sixth grade. So I kind of had free reigns to do what I did. And I was a rebellious teenager. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could have been in, in jail many times and I, I got in trouble and mm-hmm. there was Mr. Hermanson, you know, he was always. So I, to me, that's a champion leader, someone that not only looks at you as the winner or a champion getting first place in an event, but someone that also um, is looking out for you as a person as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's incredible. And you hear the, I think you, you probably hear the stories both ways of, of incredibly talented young men and women that uh, some go down a path and they don't have that person there that's really looking out for them and being like, hey, wagging the finger in the, in the face and be like, what's going on? Let's, let's, let's go here. Uh, and and uh, sometimes you do have that like yourself and, and uh, thankfully so. So, um, you know, it's a great reminder, I think, for me, for sure, to, you know, because Unfortunately, we, it, it can be easy to, to be in a good place in your life. And it seems like you have a great family and I see you posting pictures all the time and, and grandkids and all that. And, and uh, you know, we take it for granted. I take it for granted. I guess I'll say I take it for granted at times that like, man, there's a lot of people out there that don't have it as well. And to be able to see that and reach, it, reach out to those that, that need it at the times they need it most is, is definitely characteristic of being a championship leader. So yeah, that's oh, awesome. 100%, you know, and we always, when we think we don't have something, just step back and look at what you do have. Yeah. And I think that's what we do as humans is we, we focus too much on what we don't have mm-hmm. and we need to look at, and I, I do it myself. You know, I, I sit and I think, you know, with this pandemic, you know, my, I've been doing virtual presentations um, I feel like I've just been looking at a green light for the last six months. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. that light just keeps getting brighter and brighter, but, but thank goodness I'm working. So yeah, right. I had to stand in my office and I had to purchase some, you know, so I, we have a tendency to, to turn on that negative side a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And I think, and in, in, when I played survivor, I truly believe that's why I reached out to Jimmy Johnson as well, because I had Mr. Hermanson, my high school coach, guide me along the way. And then here I had Jimmy Johnson, an NFL coach, and I turned right to him and I turned yeah. to him as well. Yeah. So there, there is some, some similarities there why I turned to him 
Absolutely. Did, did you go on to uh, uh, college athletics? I did. I did run in college. Yeah. Where at? And then I had to run the 400 meter hurdles and I thought the 300s were bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another hundred meters. Yeah. Those hurdles just keep getting hot, kept getting higher. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I just, I love running. I still run to this day. Yeah. Uh, of course That's I'm great. a lot older now, so I've had, I'm not as, <laughs> as fast, but yeah, I've always enjoyed running, taking care of myself. That's important. So I always think that you need those people just to encourage you, no matter how old you are, you need that circle in your life that people need to encourage you. And those are, those are your champion leaders. So you went, um, so it was 10 years ago, a survivor, um, you come out of it, you you almost make it to the very end. Um, speaking career, uh, buds out of that, um, incredible experience. And then also you become an author. What were you doing before? I was a swim coach. Really? Yes. I coached swimming for 17 years. Oh, cool. And um, our son was very, he was like jumping in the water at four years old and swimming. And I was like, what? (laughs) So I actually put him on a swim team. Yeah. He loved it. But it was an hour drive. It was an hour drive there, hour drive back. And I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Had never been to a swim meet in my life. I had, I didn't even know, I hate to admit this, but I didn't even know like what a flip turn was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I started watching, um, you know, I ordered some tapes on coaching swimming. I started reading some books and then I started my own swim team. So That's I had awesome. state champions and then our son actually ended up swimming until he was, I believe, a freshman in high school. Okay. And then he decided to play basketball. Yeah. And, but both of the, uh, Alex and Elizabeth swam all through high school and then all through college oh, and wow. came out of college debt free from swimming. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So championship mom right there. That's, <laughs> that's making it happen. I you like know, it. That's, that's another thing. I, I think that um, it's so important to support your children yeah. um, and let as parents, let them know that that you want the best for them, but you also don't want to be their best friend. You know, mm-hmm. there comes a point where you have to discipline. And my yeah. kids tell me many times, you know, you know, I hear you, mom. I, oh, you. Yeah. I used to tell them that was in my contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. And they yeah. were like, what yeah. contract? <laughs> 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 and they do come back. They come back. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're gonna, they thanked me now. You know, we needed that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to hear because my my seventh grader right now is, I don't know. I'll see her comment picking her up from volleyball just yesterday. And uh, she's happy. She's talking with friends. I'm feeling good. Like number one, all right, she's got some good friends. She's doing good. She's and then the second she gets into the car, it's like death came over my vehicle. I'm like, what is going on? What did I do to deserve this? Oh, I'm like, well, I, I guess. think about you because uh, middle <laughs> school is hard, especially yeah. for girls. Yeah. Middle school is very, very hard. But just you know, you've got to know where your kids are. You have to know their friends. You have to know. Because I used to, I used to call my kids and say, you know, when they were in high school, where are you? If you're, I'm going to come check on you. And they would be like, mom, no other parent does that. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, right. So I, I was one of those moms. Yeah. I, I was strict, but you know, it's paid off. My son's a lawyer. Yeah. My, my daughter is a, a journalist. My other daughter is a doctor, you wow. know, so you have to, it's, I, and I promise you, 
it will get better. Nate, I yeah. promise yeah. Well, Right you. now you're going, what has happened to this child? <laughs> yeah, and it kind of just <laughs> happens out of nowhere. I'm like, what's going on here? Um, yeah. Well, what's, uh, what's, you know, I think of championship leaders that have incredible vision, but also courage to take action on that vision. A lot of times when other people can't see it, what is, what's the vision for you, the impact you want to make, it, maybe even just in the near short-term future, maybe five years from now on the path that you're on? Yeah, I, I love sharing my survivor story. I relate it back to the real world about, you know, how easy it is to just walk away from something and quit. And when I just look at my life in general, I just want people to know that we're, we all have struggles. We are all human. We all have a story to tell. And it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we just walk around and we just put the blanket up or we put the thing. And we don't want people to know that we're going through a struggle or we don't want people to know it, it really is okay. And right now, I just, I just want to continue doing what I'm doing. I want to spend a lot of time with my family as much as possible. And when I am no longer here, I just hope that people look back and say, you know, she was always a lady with a smile on her face. That's what yeah. I would really like for people to remember. To me, that's championship leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to, to support people, being positive. And it's, it's just too easy to be negative, especially in today's world. And there's just so much yeah. going on that we just, yeah, we all know that. So we have to look at, at just the bright side of things. And that's what I hope to, to bring across to people. Oh, and I, I have my days, believe me, I have some great friends that I vent to in there. <laughs> we all need that as well. Well, that's important, right? You got to have oh. that, that group of uh, friends that you can go, go yes. to to do that. Yep. So I, I don't, I, I would love to write another book. I would like to write a book on parenting. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, because what, I are, what are the first two called? Um, the, my first book I wrote was Your Winner Within. And what I did is I talk about six words in my survivor story. Faith, attitude, determination, confidence, desire, and perseverance. And I took those six words and I also put them into chapters in my mm -hmm. book. And okay. then my second book is called Write Yourself a Note about the value of writing things down, which we've totally gotten away from because of technology. And I love yeah. technology. But when I was voted off Survivor, they gave me a journal and I started writing. And the value of writing things down, I have that journal. I can see my handwriting. I can almost smell like where I was at that point, I yeah. bring me back to those. So, um, and then at the end of each chapter, you have to write yourself a note and it talks about opportunities facing your fears and so forth. That's great. So, and now yeah. the parenting book is up next. I like it. I've, I've kind of started on it, but I'm just worried that my kids are going to kill me <laughs> 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 because I do tell some stories in there. Yeah. 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 My kids And they're like, I'm sure they're going to be like, I, I'll, I'll have to let them proofread it before I publish it. Yeah. <laughs> You just tell them that was in the contract too. Whatever yeah, happened, exactly. your story. <laughs> but I just think I think parents also need to know, especially now, is you're not alone. You know, like you yeah. mentioned, your daughter got into the vehicle. She's with her friends, and she gets into the vehicle. It's like a whole different person. But yeah, you know what? That's a seventh grade girl all, all everywhere. Yeah. So we yeah. think that we're alone. You're not. Believe yeah. me, we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It does feel good to know that you're not alone. That's for yeah. sure. So, yeah. Why don't you talk, uh, take us, this is one of the, my favorite questions here is kind of the critical moment in life, or fork in the road, if you will, where 
obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but had you not um, been a very different place in life, um, you know, I'm guessing that day five was a big one for you. Um, but yeah, you feel share to, or feel free to share any moment that, that comes to mind. I think we have many of these in our life, but especially 2020, like we've been talking about now more than ever, we've got the election, we've got COVID, we've got everything that's gone on in 2020. And a lot of people are in those moments and it's a, it's hard to choose because you're almost afraid of like, you're stuck in fear because you don't know what's going to happen. You kind of want the guarantee. And uh, so you're just stuck and you don't, you don't move. Um, it's, it's good. It's powerful. It's just kind of like what you said to, to hear that others have been there and, oh, yeah. and that uh, the, here's how they decided to move through that. And Hey, look, everything's all right. Yeah. Is there a moment you can share? I, I think I have many moments. Um, yes. Actually just putting my application in the mail, just applying to be on yeah. Survivor, um, starting a swim team. I had never been to a, a, a swim meet my entire life. It's totally stepping out of your comfort zone and, you know, just trying, trying is not failing. If you don't try something, that's failure. But yeah. if you try it and if you're like, oh, that just doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm a true believer in adapting to the now is every situation that looks like it's going to bring some hardship in your life. It's how you get through it, how you mm-hmm. react to it and just breathe and look at it from a, a big perspective and say, Okay, if I react this way, I'm going to have to live my whole life knowing this is the way I reacted. And I think one thing that I, I could say right now in this pandemic is we all need to adapt to the now. This is going to be our new normal. Mm-hmm. This is going to be something we're all going to have to face in the future. This is something we're going to have to live with forever. We will. It's never going to go away. So with that, adapting to the night now comes a choice. And life is about choices and the choices that you make, you have to live with that. And that's a champion in itself. What path are you going to take when you have to make a choice? Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was definitely starting the swim team plus applying to be on survivor. I learned a lot about myself being on survivor. How long of a process was that? It was, I, it took me a year to get on. You yeah. know, I had to go to LA for a casting call. I had never been on an airplane by myself. Really? No, nope. okay. I was 45 years old. I had yeah. never, I, I just, you know, I, I always had someone with me whenever I flew somewhere. So I had never really ventured off by myself mm-hmm. and I was scared to death and I was 45 <laughs> years old. Yeah. You know, here I am in LA trying, hopping into a cab going, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I tell people that and they're like, what? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> You know, so like I said, we all have a story to tell. I, I just didn't jump on Survivor. You know, I had to I had to go to L.A. I had to go through a, a week long casting call. And I was yes, I was. I oh, was wow, there. a week long. That's week. a long time. Yeah, I was there a whole week. I was confined to my room. I had a fake name. They called me Paula. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was weird. That's awesome. You know, you just think that people walk onto that show. No, it's a very long process. Yeah. So I think that experience in itself has really taught me the value of appreciation. When you don't have a toothbrush or toothpaste or toilet paper, uh, you come back appreciating every little single thing that you have. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all need to just take a real big look at ourselves and say, where are you in life and what you, you have to appreciate? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. Uh, that's great. No doubt that's probably, they're like, oh, this is so awesome. Paula from South Dakota, first time flying by herself. <laughs> like, what well, I asked them, I said, I asked them, I'm like, why did you guys even pick me to be on the show? And they said, well, you're totally type A personality. We knew you would drive people nuts. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> Check. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I've appreciated your time here. This has been a great conversation. One more question here before we kind of Absolutely. start to wrap it up. Um, if, if there were like one or two things, and you've already gave, given a few um, already for sure, but one or two things that the listeners could listen, um, if they were to implement today, it would help them move their life forward today. What would that, uh, what would those be? We all, we all have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. I would have to say the biggest thing to think about is we all struggle with something in our lives. And right now we're all going through stuff. Patience is probably key. Yeah. Having patience. Don't um, say things out of anger. Don't do things out of anger. Take a deep breath and, and think about what you're going to say. Think about how you're going to handle things. That that's number one, um, especially now because I even notice people in the grocery store are very tense. I notice people yeah. when I drive are very tense. And I just think it's where we are right now in the world. And we all just need to bring it down a little bit and mm -hmm. show a little kindness once in a while. Because I think that's something, as much as I hate to say it, I really do. I think that's something that we're all lacking at just a little bit because we're all so stressed. Yeah. And I'd have to say one more thing that I, I think a championship leader needs is we all have stuff going on in our lives, but we also need to remember that those people that hurt us, we need to forgive them because when you forgive someone, you also forgive yourself and it, it's mm. healing for you. Mm -hmm. So there's, I, I could mention probably 10 or 20, oh, yeah. a lot yeah. of things, but you know, those are the two things that just come to mind right away. Perfect. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. What are, what are a few ways that our listeners can follow what you're up to, get your books, um, all of that? Yes, I do have a website, um, hollyhoffman.com. Uh, you can order my books off the website. I also have a, a public email under Holly Hoffman, or excuse me, Facebook. I'm on Instagram, Holly Hoffman S21, and I get a lot of questions. What does S21 stand for? And that's Survivor. I was on season 21. So Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram, like I said, LinkedIn. So any of those, any of those, and if you email me through my website, it comes directly to me. And I try to answer my emails, everybody. I remember when I was voted off survivor and I got back home, I had over a thousand emails and I sat for a week and I returned everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I appreciate it. And we will definitely get those linked up for everybody so that they can, uh, if they're driving or whatever, you know, don't, don't try and write that down. We'll just no. <laughs> uh, click on it later. So uh, appreciate you being here, Holly. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. When I got back, I felt out of control.
feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey,